Welcome to I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. Today we're chatting about one of my favourite subjects, personal growth. And joining me to do that is Graham Copeman, FIH, Karen Moody, also FIH, and Cherif Izzat, AIH. Karen learned of her upgrade just before we started recording. Big congratulations to her. And a huge thank you to all three of today's guests for bringing some great insight to the discussion. So to find out about all things personal growth, let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the next episode of I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. And today we're going to be chatting about one of my all-time favourite topics, which is personal growth. But of course, I'm not going to do that on my own. We've lined up three more wonderful human beings from the IOH's membership who are all very kindly giving up their time to chat to me today. So first up, from within the fellowship, we have Graham Copeman who is the general manager of the somewhat iconic Penny Hill Park in Surrey. Graham, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Phil. Thank you. How are you doing? Very well, indeed. Thank you. Really good. It's been um, yeah, a, a busy time of year always, so uh, it's all pretty much non-stop. But yeah, looking forward to our conversation today. Good stuff. Yeah, well, I, I always have to ask this question. How is business in the face of all the doom and gloom that's out there at the moment? How are you guys actually doing? We're, we're doing really well, actually. We're we're in a, well, to be honest, I think that there's been two very different experiences across the country post-pandemic, and certainly the city properties probably had a, a longer recovery than the likes of Penny Hill Park that we really boomed from, from the get-go after reopening. And we've been able to, to maximise on that over the last couple of years. So this year, we're just starting our new financial year, and we're expecting it to be uh, another record breaker, actually. So we're... Great. In a very, very comfortable, confident place. Um, we're continuing to invest in the property a lot. So there's lots of refurbishment and development and improvements happening as we speak, as well as planned for the rest of this coming year. Uh, so we're in a really good place as far as providing an amazing experience for everybody that, that comes to Penny Hill Park. Fantastic. And I am lucky enough to have experienced what you have to offer at Penny Hill Park. And I can confirm it's rather special so it's definitely an experience to savor if you ever get the opportunity to to get there that's very kind phil thank you i i agree but i'm a little bit biased (laughs) but but i do yeah it's a terrific resort um we've got over 120 acres of of parkland a really interesting product of, of very individual bedrooms and suites an enormous spa, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest in, in the country, 45,000 square feet building, six different pools, lots of different thermal experiences. Um, and then we also have a lot of amazing food and beverage offering as well. We have a Michelin star restaurant called Latimer. Um, our hyper-local restaurant is called Hillfield. And that really celebrates everything from the very immediate area. So within 25 miles of, of Penny Hill Park. We work with lots of farmers and growers and suppliers and distillers and brewers to really create and curate something quite special and, and really celebrating Surrey. And then lots of banqueting and event space as well. So we're, we're very busy with conferences um, and also elite sports teams as, as the home training ground for the England rugby football. Yeah, so not a lot then. You've not got a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, quiet day at the office, really. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you're very, very welcome. And I, I much appreciate you making time to, to join us today. From within, from within our MIH ranks, we have Karen Moody, who has uh, got a long history of senior HR roles, and you've just relocated to Abu Dhabi, Karen, I believe. 
Hi, Phil. Yes, thank you for the warm welcome. And um, spot on, I've just relocated uh, in the last couple of months to my favourite go-to place, Abu Dhabi. From my very, very first visit here a couple of years ago, I just thought to myself, one day I'm going to live there. And here I am. Fantastic. So uh, having, uh, you know, worked the last... 10, 10 plus years within the very exciting dynamic world of the cruise industry and before that within international hospitality and travel industry. I've uh, arrived in Abu Dhabi with my luggage and I'm on a mission to and I'm in the process of establishing my own HR and business consultancy focusing on you know, personal growth, team development, but specialising in the hospitality and cruise arena. Well, that sounds so personal very growth exciting. is a very, very <laughs> topical topic for me at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just wondering if I can get away with uh, telling a joke on this podcast. Maybe Robert will kill me for this later, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, it's it's a proper dad joke. But what's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? The people in now Dubai have... don't like the Flintstones and the people in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> that, that's prime that joke I'm sure I'm going to be I able like to it. use that. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> well, maybe we should just stop the podcast there. It's, uh, it's not, <laughs> not going to get out higher. Of 10 for that one. <laughs> very good. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Karen, and especially for giving me an excuse to tell that joke. So, um, so there we are. <laughs> very welcome. And then finally, from within our AIH members, we have Sheriff Izat, who up until recently was Guest Relations Manager at the Landmark. But I understand you've taken on a new role, Sheriff. That's right, Phil. Thank you for being with you guys. Um, yeah, definitely. I've moved now to a Middle East Sales Manager, which is one of the, one of my long-term roles I've been looking for. So I've been like 20 years in doing operation and this is the topic that I'm looking at. Listen to my personal growth to get in what I would like to do. At the landmark, one of the best hotels that I really love to work in. It's one of the type of hotels, one of the historical uh, properties to have. And there's a lot of potential in this place, a lot of um, uh, opportunities in this hotel, lots of spacious rooms. We've gone through a lot of renovation in the, the landmark. Uh, they done the winter, the winter garden. There's a lot of uh, changes there, and, and then looking to launch the campaign bar, which is open to be official uh, launching in May, early May. We done a little bit of soft uh, research in the room. But I've been busy just for the pandemic, really busy with this location, and in the Middle East especially, uh, this market they love to be in this location in the landmark, and looking forward to a busy summer as well. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it, you have got a fantastic location. It is a it's a wonderful hotel. The 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 gardens in the middle of the hotel are are a wonderful place to be. I have done uh, conducted many a meeting in there. That's the great place to give ambitious to Parliament, the tropical seeing there. People love it. Just love it to be there. Yeah. Absolutely. Great stuff. Well, you're very very welcome as well. And before we get into the topic, I always like to ask everybody why they said I'm into the Institute of Hospitality. So we're going to come back to you, Graham. You're obviously a fellow. You have been will have been involved with the membership for, for a number of years, I assume. But why did you say I'm into the Institute of Hospitality in the first place? Yeah, it, it has been sort of a, a fundamental part of my, my life in the industry, to be honest. So I my university life predates the internet. So it was that long ago. 
Um, and <laughs> back in those days, we had an amazing library at University of Surrey where I studied, but obviously that servicing the students from all different faculties and actually a real support to, to all the students on, on our course at, at university was what was then called the HCIMA. And as a, a student member of HCIMA, having the resources of um, various research papers and um, everything available that today you would expect sort of at the touch of a button online, but but in those days it just wasn't readily available. So having HCIMA support as a student really sort of laid the foundation and then carrying on beyond graduation through the industry, it's, it's really been a, a great support, a great linchpin and a, a brilliant network to be able to contact and, and be be working with others across the industry um, and as it morphed into the institute as well I've grown through my career and then became a fellow in 2016 when I became a master inholder. Right yeah well I mean and uh, that's almost like the the full circle of the the, the journey is complete but I'm guessing well you still have a, a an awful lot to offer as a fellow. Uh, well, yeah, I hope so, and and I very much in, enjoy the network, particularly that we've got the opportunity of of sharing best practice with with others within sort of uh, across the whole industry as well. So it's it's not just a very tight specific part of of the industry that I can build relationships with. It's everybody from all all areas. Yeah, absolutely, brilliant. And then Karen, same question to you. Why did you say I'm into the IOH? Similar, similar reasons to, to Graham from, you know, my first studies, it was <laughs> pre-internet days, um, spending hours in the library. And then when the opportunity came to, to join the Institute, the wonderful, you know, array of um, valuable resources and support um, for every individual that works within the industry in various, you know, different arenas, um, the networking and connections, sharing best practices. Um, also uh, applied for my fellowship, just waiting to hear back from that. Brilliant. But the support that it provides and offers is absolutely invaluable. And as Graham said, it's not just people sometimes think of hospitality just as hotels, but hospitality has got very long arms. And to be able to have connections, with people in various different areas of uh, hospitality is really valuable and very rewarding. Brilliant. And that, well, that's a cracking saying as well. Hospitality has very long arms. Uh, I like that a lot. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's great to hear. And then finally to you, Sheriff, what, what's your reasons for saying I'm into the IOH? Exactly the same reason as uh, Graham and Karen. So uh, when I had a career break in uh, 2017, I joined university to study um, hotel management, then I study uh, international business management, and I carry on with uh, masters in hospitality management. University, I didn't heard before about the institute, and then they knew me, and then I didn't have honestly the, the time before. And when I had the full time uh, studies. I joined and I found it really useful. I've been informed with everything with the hospitality. We made a lot of, um, I mean, a couple of events I've attended, but online, I can see, I've been informed with everything around across the hospitality industry and so It was very helpful to be in touch as well with the, the hospitality during the pandemic, post the pandemic. And so it was great. Uh, when I did as well one of the events in November, in, uh, two years ago, it was very good to. To meet people around the industry there 
Good stuff. Excellent. Well, I, the uh, I think it's time to get stuck in. So today's topic, as I said, is is all about the exploration of personal growth. I always like to start with a, an opening statement. Uh, I do love a quote. So here's another one. You cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. If you want to reach your goals and fulfill your potential, become intentional about your personal growth. It will change your life. And that's from Jim Rohn, who's a quite well-known entrepreneur and speaker um, across the pond. But um, I agree with the sentiment there completely. So I'm going to ask an open question. Anybody can feel free to, to jump in on this. But ultimately, what does personal growth mean to you? And anybody can jump in. I would say it's it's about focus and about development and finding a way that that everything in your life sort of comes together. And I think possibly in our industry more than some, our professional life and our personal life blur quite quite quickly and easily. Um, and it's finding ways that actually you can manage that balance and and keep keep the discipline that you're successful in both your personal life and your professional life. But through personal growth, you're able to really maximize both as well. So I've spent time through my career being out, being very fortunate to be mentored, to be coached, to attend courses. And those have generally been with the direction of developing me professionally. But what I found is more often than not, I get at least as much in my personal life from those those developments as well. So I think giving yourself time and giving yourself focus is is probably the starting point for it all. Yeah, I like that. I like the concept of uh, of actually the, the the lines blur, and you you know one part of your life gets better because of the personal growth you experience on one side, and equally it can work the other way as well. Anything that you're you're kind of growing in your personal life, you can bring into your work. Love that, Graham. Yeah, really good call, Karen. What are your thoughts on that? What does personal yes, growth mean to you? One of one of the first things that comes into mind it's about stepping out of your comfort zone. Because whilst we remain in our comfort zone, we can still grow, but the the extent of the growth or the pace of the growth will be very, very different. Um, and just taking that first courageous step out of the norm to experience or even just find out about something different, about something new, can really bring a different dynamic or dimension to your existing self, both in your personal and professional life. And you never know where that path or where those opportunities might take you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's, it is all about, there's so many sayings around this, isn't there? Around everything that you ever want is on the other side of fear. And the the fear element comes in as your protector. It's the thing that protects you from yourself or your, you know, getting yourself into harm's way trouble whatever that might look like but actually sometimes you've got to work through the fear and the the hardship to get to the place that will give you you know some real golden wonder moments from from your life i'd say you, you also appreciate it more that way because you fought for it because you've challenged yourself that actually you, you feel a greater sense of satisfaction you've you've managed to achieve something that had you been quite passive and pedestrian about life it wouldn't have come your way, but pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and, and challenging yourself in new ways does give you a, a broader perspective and, and actually shifts your horizon a bit as well. Yeah, that's so true, Graham. And what it also does is it can inspire others around you who, who maybe have been, you know, more hesitant to step forward or to try something new, seeing somebody else 
explore those options can can motivate and inspire others and at the end of the day that's what we all want to do yeah well i mean that that feeds into i suppose wanting to ensure that everybody can be the best that they can and by definition then the industry becomes the best it can be because you you're surrounded by people who care and surrounded by people who are there to elevate the business the people around them and kind of anything that comes in between all of that uh, as well and ultimately then we all win anyway right because we're all the benefactors of this monumental growth that we all experience yeah let's crack on with it yeah (laughs) yeah indeed yeah we've just solved the problem (laughs) there we are (laughs) sheriff what uh what does personal growth mean to you that's still exactly. I mean, you, uh, Graham and Karen, just telling my last story. So uh, basically, I was staying and stuck in the position for 11 years, and that was my comfort zone. Of course, I tried to move up, and I had a goal, but I couldn't reach that because I didn't get help from my workplace enough. So I had to work on myself to get this done. But when it came to opportunity, I took on it. It was a risk, but I took the risk. I had family I had to look after, but. I said, well, I have to stop my, to have a career break now, and I'm going to study from scratch. So I started to do the undergraduate four years, and then I cracked on to do the master's, and actually I could go on to DSP if I want, because now I have no limit to what I want to do. And I opened the opportunity to myself, and once I get to the landmark and then the desolation. This is what my expertise is. And then when it came to first opportunity to reach my goal, which I wanted to be as a Middle East, because I've got the potential and the confidence of what I'm doing. And when I've learned from university how to look at things outside the box, not just to be emotional and look into business with my experience. And I've written my goal step by step and there's still a lot more I'm looking for. Well, it will come along now, and the wheel is just running with me now. Yeah, I mean, it's you've almost got to, I suppose, welcome the idea into your mind in the first place, haven't you? You know, as in, I'm ready to grow. Like you know, and as you said, the comfort zone is actually the the most dangerous place to be in your life, because it you know it keeps you in a a state well as as defined a state of comfort. But actually, how does that ever prepare you for what effectively is, you know, life's a test, right? A series of tests that you have to get past and learn and grow. If you're too focused on your on your comfort, then how do you ever kind of get the mental tools to be able to move forward? I think, as Sheriff was saying, that it's finding the right environment. So you don't need everything to be uncomfortable. You, you just need to be challenged in the right way. But as Sharif has found with, with Landmark, and I've certainly found with Exclusive Collection, and obviously Karen's found in the opportunity of, of relocating, establishing a new business as well, that having that, that environment that supports it, that, that resonates with what your needs are, your personal needs are reflected in the, the business needs around you. Okay. So with the culture of Exclusive Collection, it, it really means something to me personally. I get it and I believe in the same things. We share the same values. So I'm more engaged with my workspace. I'm more aligned with, with Danny Pecarelli, our managing director, and the rest of my team because we all believe in the same things. So that gives you the comfort. You don't need to therefore rely on that to challenge you. You can focus on yourself to be the challenge and, and move yourself away from the comfort zone of the day-to-day 
because you're supported by those shared values. Yeah, you're you're almost I I suppose more focused on the the question of how do we continue to make ourselves better. You're not having to firefight the the tests that come along the way because you you've got an environment whereby there is comfort there because everybody is on the same page and everybody is focused on trying to make everything better. So all of the uncomfortable moments that you come across in a well hopefully are more created by yourself because there's this willingness to push and be better and to uh, you know push the boundaries of what's possible within within your own environment exactly and that's me as well to look i mean there's uh, there's many opportunities where previous places when i try to apply for you know, to get in this role i think where i can see myself but the other they couldn't do this and they said they want to experience and i get my my question is so i'm going to get the experience if I don't get there, and if I'm in the place I'm in, and again, as the, the organization you work with, if they are willing to support you to do this, uh, that's that's the main thing. Again, turning failure to a turning point in your life, this is one of the main things as well. Just look at, don't stay in there and then keep carry on to get to the target or goal. Yeah. So that begs the question: What happens if we choose? Not to focus on personal growth. Stay where you are. That's basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, that probably summarizes that, doesn't it, Billy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's definitely the risk of of becoming very demotivated, dissatisfied with with whatever environment you're in, whether you're thinking about work or home. But if you're not not growing, if you're not improving, if you're not being fulfilled, then the the flip side of that is is fairly gloomy so i think un- unless you're you have the opportunity to be in a growth environment or you're supported in that or you challenge yourself to to grow then you i think i know i personally would very quickly become demotivated i i wouldn't feel satisfied about what i'm trying to achieve and then yeah, maybe that suits some people but i think generally and again within our industry the makeup of the personality tends to be something that that thrives on that excitement that, that we really enjoy the challenge of, of the day to day. And so that, that needs to play through in how we grow personally as well. Yeah. Totally. Like the positive emotions and thoughts, they become gradually over time, they become dormant. And then you start to feel dissatisfied, disengaged with, you know, family, friends, the work environment, and you become almost robotic just going through the motions and that's not good for yourself and for those around you whether it's you know family friends or or colleagues it's um it's a dangerous space to be in if you don't grow completely is it a is it a conscious choice or does personal growth come in in conscious and unconscious forms i would say definitely both i think um, it's very difficult, just as our human nature, to to be completely static. We're always going to learn and grow, even if it's sort of just a fairly passive process. But I think by ha- making a conscious decision to grow, making a conscious decision to focus on what's important to you and, and how you can improve as a person, how you can improve as a support to others, how you can improve in your own career that comes about from being a, a very a committed direction of travel rather than, than they're just sort of floating along and hoping for the best. Yeah, I suppose a lot of uh, unconscious growth would uh, or unconscious personal growth would happen on the back of you making conscious choices of uh, I want to be better and I, I, I want to 
I don't know, go on a different trajectory in my life. And I, I kind of, there's an anecdotal story from my own life here around the fact that, look, we're I'm hosting a, this podcast here. I also have another podcast, of course. And it's one of those things that if you'd have told me that at the age of 18, 19, when I was at university, when I was the shy kid at the back of the class who would always or would never put himself forward to do presentations in front of the class. And I look at the person that I've become. I don't ever remember making a conscious decision to do that. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those things whereby, well, that's the first time you choose to do something, it's it's going to be uncomfortable, but you kind of accept that. That's, you know, that's the, the fear of doing something is way worse than doing it, generally speaking. And so, yeah, just a little anecdotal story of my own personal growth story in one part. Um, I'm sure we've all got stories we could share where you kind of look back and you think about who you were at one point and who you've now become. In fact, let's open it up. Does anybody have any stories of, of such thing where you look at who you once were and who you are now and you think, God, how did that happen? I'd say that um, the same, picking up from your presentation stories, that I had the same thing, that I wouldn't be able to talk about five, six people I, I wouldn't know. And then it started with then with university year by year and part of the assignment has to be presentation. And I worked in it. And I start to work and be confident in what I'm saying. Then it came a moment when I was invited to one of the events in Airport um, uh, support with the um, Institute of Hospitality. And I had to speak in front of 200 people. And coincidentally, I've been put in the wrong place. I was just being centered of the, um, of the talk as a guest speaker. And then that's the, all the questions was coming to me. And then it, it started from there. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe I would be in this situation. And, but it went there. And after the event, everyone come and talk to me and say how successful was the conversation. And they asked me for a consultation, for help. And then there's lots of connections from this event. So it's things you step in and you just take the decision and do it. Yeah, I love that as well because you kind of you you, you got there by accident yeah. almost, but then look at what then came from that. Just you know, exactly. because you were in a, a situation that you hadn't really planned for or prepared for properly in the right way, but you you somehow, as a human being, we are the most adaptive species on the planet. You could argue that we find a way. Yeah. My my process kind of been happening. Well, it's happened many times through my life, of course, but, you know, I'm, I'm in a phase of, of great personal growth at the moment. When I, when I originally, re or when I relocated to Abu Dhabi, my original plan was to uh, finish a little bit of study that I was doing. And while I was doing that, you know, to, to seek a new, a new job. And time started to tick by, and I'd always had a thought, a, a, an idea for many, many years to, you know, set up a, a business by myself, but I'd never really had the courage to do it because I didn't believe in myself enough. So the, the situation, you know, I wasn't getting the, the kind of job opportunities that I wanted to um, move forward with so I thought Karen this is this is a message here you need to just get on and do this so that that's what I've done and it's 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 about believing in yourself it doesn't matter whether it's a small step forward a bigger step forward whether you're just you know improving or, or trying to improve one area of your personal growth 
it's inside everybody. And when you're thinking about it consciously or unconsciously, sometimes people are experiencing personal growth, but they just don't realize it and they don't know how to use it to their benefit or to the benefit of others. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, everybody could, again, probably recount moments where you find yourself, you just wake up and go, God, how did I get here? Um, Mm. I didn't even really know that I was on this path. Um, (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the joy of life sometimes, isn't it, as well as it kind of gives you the the opportunities, I suppose, to to test yourself in, in moments that you're perhaps not ready for or you don't feel like you're ready for. Uh, but again, as we kind of alluded to, you've 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 got the adaptability to to make yourself ready in the moment. Mm-hmm. Graham, do you have any stories from your uh, your career so far where you've kind of you feel you look back and you go, God, I can't I can't believe I ended up doing what I'm doing, or have you well, always had a plan? No, and I I've not had a plan really, and I I think when I think back to sort of the early days of my career or days as a student. There were there were some of us that had a master plan and and had the ambition that in next number of years I'll be doing such and such. I never did, and I could never understand how you could have that plan because it it felt to me you were just setting yourself up for either being so focused you're not opening up for opportunity, or you're likely to fail because your ambition may not match the reality of of what opportunities are. And I think. I've always been very focused on on the industry. I, I knew as a teenager that hospitality was was my game, and and I wanted to be running hotels and involved in the industry in in some ways. I studied university a degree at university in hospitality management to further that. And yet, while I was studying, I, I had a placement year in Amsterdam, but working for a Japanese hotel, and that had I been sort of so focused on in five years time, I must be somewhere, I wouldn't have been open to the opportunity of then graduating and going and working in Japan for a couple of years. I I wasn't employable in the hospitality industry because I didn't speak Japanese, but I I found an opportunity through the Japanese government to go and support English teaching in in high schools there. And it, it, that was never part of the plan. I didn't think about that while I was doing my A-levels or in my first year at university. But by the time I graduated, the opportunity was there and I would have been reckless to have ignored it because actually by spending those couple of years in Japan, it, it opened my vision about the world. It changed my relationships with other people. I actually met my wife while I was out, out there. So, so much came of being not prescriptive about what the future held and seizing opportunities. I, I still wanted to get back into hotels. So after a couple of years, I, I came back to the UK and, and got back into the industry and sort of progress from there, but with ever, without ever having sort of the, the master plan, as it were, it was just sort of seizing opportunities, focusing on, on my development, my potential, and and finding the relationships in business that, that help further that. Yeah, and with every new opportunity that's presented to you, I suppose you, you're automatically going to experience some growth because you're, by the very definition of you know, changing locations, changing countries, changing anything, in your your kind of life and the the path that you're on you're giving yourself the opportunity to to grow very much so and and receiving those influences from others around you that you wouldn't normally be exposed to if if you stuck on on a rigid progress i think i think for karen your the opportunity that you seize the the bravery that you're showing by relocating and establishing your own business is amazing 
but it, it's so exciting as well because although it, it must be daunting it's just it's creating a whole new world that you couldn't have anticipated a year or two ago I completely agree. And it's but it's also I am so passionate. You know, I started my studies like you in in hospitality and I've always been connected in some way to hospitality and travel. I think it's one of the most wonderful, exciting, you know, arenas that anybody can work in and you can get so much out of it in so many ways I'm just passionate to try and bring that to as many people as possible and and to help them you know really thrive in the environment I've I've lived or worked in hotels and for most of my life or been connected with them in some way living in them working in them you know within the travel but my 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 goal or my dream when I was at school was to work on a cruise ship. And I remember contact, or I spoke to the careers advisor at school who just laughed at me and gave me information and leaflets on banking and nursing, which <laughs> didn't appeal to me in the slightest. And I contacted some cruise companies and they said, you need hospitality or medical qualifications and medical wasn't going to work for me. So I thought, OK, we'll, we'll go down the hospitality route. And after my studies, I was working in hotels. Then I went to work, you know, overseas. And I've spent 30 years working outside of the UK. And it wasn't until my mid-40s that I set foot on a cruise ship for the first time. And that's where I spent, you know, many, many very, very fulfilling years, which has brought me to this part of my journey now. But like you said, Graham, you know, taking those opportunities, my goal, I thought, was to go and work on a cruise ship. That never left me. But I went on a very, you know, international route with some very varied roles, but still within the the hospitality and travel arena. And I think it's just been, you know, a fantastic life and lifestyle. And I'm very passionate about it to, to help those people within the industry to support them to thrive in it. Oh, what I really love about that, Karen, is, is the fact that you you set this goal. And I think a lot of people focus on the fact that you, if I don't reach this goal within, you know, two, three, five years or whatever, then it just gets parked and it never gets, you know, it just goes down the list of priorities. But you, you know, you, however long you set this goal for, it seems like it was quite a long time before you actually fulfilled it. Um, yeah. But but that was almost because all of this other really interesting stuff kind of happened along the way, and probably made you more ready for it than than when it uh, you know than if you'd have gotten that goal right at the beginning of uh, of when you set it. Yeah, no, absolutely, and you know. With anything that you do, there's always parts of it that you're really going to enjoy or you understand, you know, the learning and the growth involved. And there's other bits you just think, why is this happening? Why why am I doing this? What's this for? What's the reasoning behind this? And then sometime later, maybe a short time later or, you know, further along the line, the pieces of the puzzle really start to come together and you understand or, you know, you can see the path that you took and everything that you gained, um, both personally and professionally, along that journey to take you where you're going. And, and the journey never stops. Yeah, totally. What, what do you think, uh, and this is an open question to, to all of you, what, what do you think are the external, uh, what are the importance of the external 
people in your life who influence your decision making, especially early on in your career when I suppose you're just starting out and you're trying to get a sense of who you are and and all of that kind of stuff. How important are other people in your growth? I would say hugely important that that there's so much. Well, as Karen said, the the careers advisor at school days, certainly from <laughs> from my school, they, they they weren't very supportive. They I was without doubt the first boy at my school to ever suggest that he wanted to go and study hotel management at university. It, it took the careers master <laughs> by surprise, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but but beyond that, I think having having mentors, having coaches, having supporters and cheerleaders around you is, is so important. And they they can be at home, they can be in your social network, they can be be at work, but they they are vital because I think without that. It, it can get very lonely, I imagine. But it's I've been very fortunate that I've had that network throughout my career from from my first job as a teenager in a, a local village hotel. The owner was sort of really cheering me on when I was applying for university and, and sort of quite determined to to demonstrate his support. And really, I've felt that every step of the way in every every hotel I've been part of. Often the, the GM or my department head or somebody else in the organisation has been been a great coach and a great mentor and sometimes that's very informal and it's literally just relating to somebody that you work with and who gets it but I've also been fortunate that I've had sort of formal relationships established as mentor mentee whether that's through associations like the Savoy Society or through master inholders and St Julian scholars that you can you can work closely and and quite discreetly together so you're you're not being influenced by a direct colleague or being mm-hmm. sort of muddied by the politics of what's going on around you at work, but you're being given the support and guidance of how to better yourself, how to improve. And then more recently, I've, I've been fortunate to work with a professional coach as well, a chap called John Russo, who, who's uh, focused on, on high performance habits and, and how to really work and be the best you can be. And so much of that is nothing to do with work, but it's about behavior. It's about your own habits and everything from exercise to sleep to diet as well as as how you interact with your colleagues and and what you're you're striving to achieve so i think having that support network in whatever form is is really critical because it's it would be blinking tough to try and do that on your own i think yeah and equally i kind of almost as as you were talking about earlier on karen around the the you've got to have a level of self-belief in order to kind of jump through hoops of fire and all of that sort of thing but the at the same time you need certainly and I've, I, I, I can recount so many elements in, early in my career where, where my mentors the people who I was working with my line managers people who were in other departments and I uh, also worked on a, cru- a cruise ship as well so there were many departments to to call on saw something in me that I didn't see in myself and without these people I kind of look back and I think who would I have become? You just, you know, it's real sliding doors moments whereby somebody sees that you've got something more to offer than you think that you do yourself. And that in, by kind of opening that door to you, it, it highlights to you that, you know, the only person really holding me back here in terms of what I want to become is myself. You know, there's nobody, nobody in the way apart from kind of your own belief system. That's And I think about some of my tutors, when I was doing my hospitality studies and in particular two chefs who were just so passionate about what they did each and every day, you know, with a, with a group of students who 
some were more engaged than others or more competent than others, but their their passion, their support, their encouragement never wavered. And it didn't matter, you know, whether whether the student was doing well or not so well, their level of encouragement surpassed everybody's expectations. And that really stuck with, with me that this was the kind of industry that I wanted to be in, where there was so much support, so much creativity, so much passion for what they were doing and all my years through my connections and and supporting you know that particular department are you know culinary arts or or the chefs and the cooks they are very very passionate about what they do you know and I think that's what drives people's desire sometimes you know that's what pushes the button for people to to find something inside you what what gives you your passion that you want to grow towards it or you want to, you know, embrace something else so that you have growth and passion for something else as well. It's fantastically infectious as well, isn't it? I mean, you 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 witness that, you're surrounded by that sort of passion yeah. and excitement and you you feed off it, it inspires you. Mm-hmm. But then I think particularly, you know, as, as our careers progress, that we have the opportunity to be that inspiration as well, that we can mentor other people, we can we can support their growth and, and make sure that we're developing others' careers as well. And I think through the Institute of having the networking that we have with IOH events and, and the like, you know, building that network and, and being the support for others is just as satisfying. And again, this is also part of, of our personal growth because you learn more about yourself in coaching somebody else too. Oh, I completely agree. And one, you know, one very quick example, a couple of months back, a young person contacted me via LinkedIn, a university student studying some aspects of law, something similar, um, and just wanted to ask me some questions about human resources. So, you know, we connected, we set up a call. And through the questions that she asked me, and and obviously the responses and the information I was sharing, she's now totally, I don't know, convinced or working towards, she doesn't want to be in law anymore. She's looking at the HR route within the hospitality industry. And, you know, we, we still meet up on a regular basis and have our conversations and discussions and you know, we, we're sorting out her internship for the, the coming university break. But again, just by and I asked her what would what made her think of a, a potential, you know, change of direction. She just said the more research she's done, the more people she's spoken to within the hospitality travel arena and the the enthusiasm and the passion that she's gained or she's learned from everybody, she said it's very, very infectious and she wants to be part of it. Yeah, spread that message to the world. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, because I, I think it's it's massively important. It's what we are talking about earlier on, uh, I suppose, around we all have the capacity and, and uh, ability, if you believe in something so much, that to just elevate and talk about it with gumption and passion and all of these things and people can't help but be inquisitive as to why you know what why where's that passion coming from am i missing out on something here do i need to go and investigate what they're doing because that's that sounds really cool and so yeah let's get that message out to the world that um that that hospitality is ready for you whenever you want to come in you know but, but as graham said just to touch on the other point 
me me talking to her you know and and other other young people as well especially you learn from them as well it keeps you in touch with different how how different generations are thinking what's important to them what what values do they have what has value to them so it's a check for you yourself to you know think about these things from a different perspective that's all part of your own personal growth as well so you can then connect with you know people cross generational you know and have a little more idea or be a little more in tune with them which is also going to help you as a person and it's going to help the industry yeah absolutely i mean you could argue how how much do we actually really know about anything you know so when you're when you're having conversations with people you need to have this open mind and mentorship is a two-way thing as well right so that we impart our knowledge of years but you know the the lessons i've learned from people i've mentored who are, are way younger and way less experienced than me mm-hmm. have been phenomenal you know it helps keep you in check and it helps keep yep. you hum- humble in your approach to the way that you do things and uh, learning traits like that i think is also part of personal growth you know very much so uh, if you're if you're challenging a mentee to to reflect and understand and and be inquisitive about themselves you're holding the mirror up to yourself while doing that so having that helping them seek clarity you're forced to seek your own clarity you need to know yourself and understand your own needs and that that helps you develop your your personal growth is is bound to to improve because of it yeah, totally. Sheriff, I'm conscious that the, we kind of dominated the conversation in the last few minutes. So is there anything you, you would like to add to, to what we've just been discussing? Talking about the people, yeah, the, the people surrounding you, is it motivate you or demotivate you? This is the beginning of my career where I had people that motivated me and I was like getting promotion every year and getting my goal quickly. And then suddenly I got the person that he is not that cooperated. So again, if you love what you do, you will find a path to get into there. And um, asking the questions is never, never going to regret it. And asking many people, get to know people, know the, your path that you want to do, focus on it. And you, know, you have to be patient. Whoever moves quickly, he won't last long. By ever stay there and gain the experience, he will, he will learn and just not experience in the workplace, experience in life and dealing with people as well. To give you the patience and the, the motivation to carry on to reach your goal. Yeah, I think that's a great point, actually, because I think there's there's definitely a propensity to get on and get ahead. But I, I, part of personal growth can be learning to slow down. You know, especially when it comes to, you can very quickly find yourself out of your depth from a, a an experience perspective when you're climbing the ranks in your career. But actually, if you take the time to learn and really get an understanding of each role as you're doing it before you move on and then temper that with a little bit of excitement. If somebody sees something in you and says, actually, we think you can do this role and you maybe don't think you can do it yourself, but as long as they then give you the support network around you to, to make sure that you know, the blanks are being filled in in the areas that you don't have, then yeah, you've got to temper all of these things together, I suppose. Uh, and only you can really know, in the moment, what's the right and wrong thing to do? And ultimately, you're going to get some of them wrong. Uh, that's just that's just fact of life. 
Well, you are going to get them wrong, but but as long as you use those those mistakes or errors as a learning tool as well, it, it helps you develop. It's still growth. You yep. something didn't work out, but but you'll be better because of it. You'll have you'll be strengthened, and you'll be certainly more knowledgeable, and you know what not to do next time or how to different a different position on the situation. So it's also having that bravery we talked about earlier as as allowing yourself to be vulnerable as well and allowing yourself to learn because actually mistakes are not a bad thing and and now and then you will trip up now and then things won't work out but in the same way that in in the hotel operation a lot of time is spent in the operation unless you're very careful you you don't remove yourself from it and understand more strategic planning and i think you need to do that for yourself as well mm. that you can very quickly sort of get bogged down in the the day-to-day of living of just getting on with stuff of of all your obligations and duties and responsibilities but now and then you need to to give yourself the opportunity to step away and become a bit more strategic and that's giving yourself focus on on other things and recognizing where things haven't worked recognizing where you've made mistakes but but learning from that and moving forward or recognizing where the opportunities are and, and what support you need and how you can learn and grow yeah Absolutely. I'm eminently conscious of time, but uh, I think that there's uh, probably about 12 billion questions that we could still go through. But uh, I am going to wrap this up really just by asking one simple question uh, to anybody. And this is really speaking to anybody who's listening, who's interested in, uh, you know, how you kind of get on this personal growth journey. What advice would you give to someone who is just starting out on that journey? Uh, And again, anybody can just jump in on this. I love what you do. Be patient and set yourself a goal and you'll get there. Very good. Nice and succinct. I like that. Karen, what advice would you give? I would just say, first of all, well done. And don't do it alone. Find, you know, a growth buddy, a companion. Um, It could be a friend, a coach, a colleague. Um, Don't do it alone and never give up. Believe in yourself. Wonderful. And uh, last message from you, Graham. Um, I would say yeah, be be brave. Do take yourself out of the comfort zone and and allow yourself the opportunity to grow. Recognize that the growth will come in lots of different ways, and it, it's you don't need to be focused on one thing and and assume that your success or failure is based on that. Allow yourself to to have the breadth of growth as well, and certainly find that support, whether that's through reading, through having a coach or a mentor, whether it's formal or informal because that support network will will help a lot and, and you'll be able to reap the benefits of whatever you focused on professionally and personally. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. As I say, there's an awful lot more to cover here, uh, I think, and maybe we'll have you all back and we'll do a part two. <laughs> um, but uh, I massively appreciate your time and your thoughts on this. It's a subject that's very close to my heart. Not something I really gave a lot of thought about, really, probably until I hit my, my 40s. But now I'm kind of a little bit obsessed by it. So I hope that there are people out there who who understand the power of personal growth way earlier than I was able to learn about that. And uh, yeah, thanks so much and wish you all a great day ahead. Gents, thank you so much. Thanks ever so much, Phil. It's been great. Take care. I'm in. I'm in. Today's episode of I'm In covered personal growth and featured Graham Copeman, FIH, Karen Moody, FIH, Sheriff Isa, AIH, and hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. A huge thank you go to the IOH's very own Leon Williams, FIH, for the music, and Sonia Cresswell, MIH, for the artwork and branding.
To say I'm in and feature on a future episode, contact phil.street at instituteofhospitality.org and to find out more about the Institute of Hospitality or to join our hospitality family, please click the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and join us next time where we'll be discussing how to build your career.